If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, in your assessment of the game in Miami, you said that it took your defense some time to acclimate and get a feel for what was an unfamiliar group of players, one of whom was, as you described it, a left-handed quarterback and some of the things they do. Uh, What were you referring to in terms of a left-handed quarterback and some of the things that they do? You know, just the things that happen offensively with a left-handed quarterback, um, a lot of their misdirection passes are to the defense's right. Their their strong side route combinations are to the defense's right. Um, And so the the defensive right corner – and people like that or the defensive right in or the defensive right outside linebacker, we're seeing things that normally left corners and left edge players see. And and so um, it probably takes a little time to get acclimated to that and the understanding of that. Um, and that's just football. Um, to replicate some of those skills and talent sometimes, quarterback mobility in the form of a left-hander, there's this scarcity, scarcity of that talent combination. And sometimes it takes an in-stadium experience to get acclimated to the realities of it. Another point you made is that, quote, we've got to get more pressure on the quarterback. What qualifies as pressure? You know, making them operate in an uncomfortable circumstance. Sometimes, you know, It's not sacks, and I just wanted to make that point. The function of Miami's offense kind of reduces the potential for sacks. Everything is RPO and and misdirection passes and changing of the launch point. And so um, you understand it from that component, but the pressure component is is being disruptive, not allowing the offense to function uh, in a normal pace uh, that makes them comfortable. And that's about beating blocks and beating blocks quickly and, and, and affecting the normal flow of the offense. So pressure, I mean, to determine whether you got it, you put a stopwatch to it? I mean, is that – It depends on the play concept. It, you know, if they're, if it's a play-action pass, quarterbacks hold, hold those balls from 3.25 to 3.75 seconds. And so the standard of disruption under those scenarios are different than the standard of disruption if they're throwing rhythm quick passing or – or, or rollouts and things of that nature. And so it's more than just beating a guy. It's about having a, an intelligent rush to understand the components of their attack and to, and to rush accordingly. Pressure sometimes versus rhythm passing is just being aware that, that they're in a rhythm passing situation and you got your hands up and you're batting balls down. Or you're making the quarterback trying to find a throwing lane in between hands that are in the air and then maybe someone else gets home. And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about pressure. Pressure comes in many forms, and it's not just putting the quarterback on his back. So when you're playing a running quarterback, does the concept of pressure change against somebody like that? 
No question, because most of the time with a running quarterback comes different forms of offense. Misdirection passes, getting them on the perimeter, changing the launch point. Um, those are things that come with mobility. And so oftentimes it's one and the same in terms of the discussion. Another term that's often used in football these days, chunk plays. What qualifies as a chunk play? I think global definition is a 10-plus yard run and a 20-plus yard pass. If you look at analytically speaking, all this scouting services and things of that nature, I think it's becoming global to define those plays as runs of 10 yards or more and passes of 20 yards or more. Okay, so besides fast receivers running deep down the field and the quarterback throwing the ball far, how are chunk plays created? Run after. You know, guys winning individual matchups and getting chunks of space after you know, is probably the more probable and the more consistent way that those plays are made uh, than the ones that you mentioned. Um, a guy breaks a tackle, a guy makes a routine play, breaks a tackle, tacks on 10 or 12 more yards, and, and that's quietly a chunk play, a field-flipping play, a play that changes the trajectory of the game because of the field positioning component of it. So that's just something that is happenstance, though whether a guy makes somebody miss or a guy misses on his own. A I, I wouldn't call it happenstance. It's the game. You know, you want guys that can make open grass tackles. You want guys that can make people miss under them circumstances. There's a value on that, and there's nothing mystical about it. It's very tangible. Uh, in terms of a basic job description, what are the qualities the NFL expects of punters when it comes to location, distance, and hang time, and then probably last is holding for the place kicker? You know, um, I, I think – 4.5 seconds and 45 yards is kind of a global standard uh, of, of varsity, if you will. But the, the things that define quality punting is the, is the situational punting. Guys that are consistently capable of putting the ball inside the 10-yard line without it going in the end zone. Guys that can directional punt and, and, and keep a dangerous return man at bay by making them cover horizontal distances to feel the ball. And at times, you might need to, to eliminate the potential of a return. Maybe you, you punt the ball, you get a penalty, and you have to repunt. You got a fatigued punt coverage group. Well, you want a punter that can put that ball 40 yards angled out of bounds, all net under those circumstances. And so uh, forget the yardage um, as a standard. Um, all the guys that are serious candidates to be NFL kickers can meet that 4.5 and 45-yard standard. It's the specialization. It's those moments and being able to deliver in those moments. That's the difference between being an NFL punter and an aspiring NFL punter. How fine do you cut the location thing? I mean, Very fine. Give me an example. On the numbers. <laughs> On the sideline. Um, inside the 10, not in the end zone. Um, very fine. Do you coordinate your coverage? Just say there's a lot of open grass. It's not a, a situation where the end zone is a factor. Do you tell the coverage or does the coverage expect the punt to be numbers to the sideline on the right side? Every single kick and not just our unit, that's a global deal. That's just NFL football. Every single kick that's directional has a coordinated coverage associated with it, and that's why it's so important to deliver intentions um, that's why that component of the game determines who's good and who's not. Because so, if you put a ball on the right, if you intend to kick the ball to the right and you're covering to the right and that ball ends up in the middle of the field or on the left, uh, those are those big returns where everybody looks a little bit stupid and you're trying to figure out what happened. It's probably ball placement. So it's never like in golf, uh, get on the tee with the driver and just hit it as far as you can. No, no, this is not checkers. This is chess. 
uh, understanding that you don't grade on a curve. Uh, but when it comes to grading an in-stadium performance, is the grade either an A or an F based on purely on the outcome of the game? In terms of bare necessity, yes, because our business is winning. Our game is football. Our business is winning. But in terms of the things that are relevant to us, pushing this group forward, the maturation of this group individually and collectively, we break down and analyze the game and, and their varying degrees of success. But those are things that I prefer to keep in-house because oftentimes the public make too big of a story out of it or, or not enough of a story out of it. And so when I'm talking publicly, I talk about the things that we expect, and we expect to win, our business is winning, and I try to leave some of the minutia, some of the degrees of success and failure to in-house because oftentimes when they get outside the house, it, it gets away from us. It gets overblown, understated, misinterpreted. It just depends on the agenda of the journalist. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Uh, how would you assess Arthur Millette's development from 2021 to 2022? I like the trajectory of it. And, and really, it can be analyzed and measured just simply in the way that he communicates. His level of communication is on another level here in 2022 relative to 2021. And when, it, when a guy is communicating, it displays understanding. And he plays one of those interior positions where communication is a must. Nickel is no different than inside linebacker or safety. They're a hub of communication, and particularly in possession down circumstances. He has to identify a lot of things. He has to work with linebackers. He has to work with corners. He has to work with safeties behind him. He blitzes. He has to coordinate his rush with those that rush the passer. And so it is a significant job, and understanding is a major component of it. And I, and I see tremendous growth in him in between year one and year two. But I, it's a reasonable thing to expect. I remember Mike Hilton took a similar leap in terms of communication and then the quality plays came along with it and so I think it's reasonable to expect uh, Arthur to do the same. Are you doing more things with him? We do what he can handle um, and, and so we, we are doing more things than we did in 2021. Quarterbacks in the NFL who are good at using their legs to buy time and then run when it's prudent to do so, is that something that those guys develop or is that completely instinctual? Both. Um, there, there's a skill set there geared toward it, um, but those that are really good and prudent, uh, and prudent being the word, um, there, there is technical development in that area. Uh, how many reads, like if it's your quarterback who's the guy uh, who is mobile, how many reads should he go through before it's time to start looking for an escape lane? Depends on the play concept. Uh, misdirection passes, if he's changing the launch point, usually it's a you know one to two read. If it's a possession down a one-dimensional possession down and 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 the line to gain is 10 12 yards downfield you might full field read it and go through four intended receivers before you take off because you got to get a greater distance in an effort to move the chains and so um, a lot of it has to do with situation and and, and play concept uh, that dictate how many reads he goes through in a possession before he lets those natural instincts take over 
Um, any pocket movement and things of that nature is never any more than two reads. Um, the more one-dimensional the circumstances are, like third and long, the more reads he's probably going to go to before he goes um, to, to that tool, if you will. Uh, when a quarterback breaks out of the pocket, there are things that receivers are coached to do. What are the offensive linemen or the ineligibles coached to do? Keep working. Um, that's, that's a general term. Oftentimes they don't have knowledge of where the quarterback is um, once the play starts to get extended. Um, and so a general rule as opposed to head on a swivel trying to get sense of feel where he is, if you keep working, meaning the guy that you are blocking or intend to block, if you stay focused on him, he'll tell you where the quarterback is based on his movements and then you fight against it. And so the general coaching point is to keep working and the guy that you're blocking will oftentimes give you an indication of where the quarterback is and it's your job is to fight that pressure and lean on that pressure and stay between him and where you think the quarterback might be based on his actions. 4 p.m. next Tuesday, the NFL trading deadline expires. Compared to other professional sports, why is the trading deadline in the NFL such a nothing event? You know, um, I, I don't know about the other sports, to be honest with you. I, you know, I don't study their culture enough. I just know that team development and division of labor and, and the intangible quality in football make being on the train when it leaves the station a significant thing. And then oftentimes it's very difficult to find the right formula when, when you're adding people and things of that nature. It's just the ultimate team sport. Um, it's an 11-man game. Um, and there's so many moving parts and coordinated moving parts that make uh, continuity much more challenging than maybe the other professional sports, NBA and, and, um, and Major League Baseball. In your mind, is it ever acceptable to trade away current players for future picks? Sure, there, there are circumstances. You tell me the scenario, the value. Um, I, I think all those discussions come down to value. Um, they're business decisions. Um, oftentimes in season, you're somewhat naturally resistant to business-like decisions. Uh, but I've been in it long enough that I'm, I'm going to see the flo- forest, including the trees. And so um, you tell me the value, I tell you if it's something worthy of considering. That's the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers Podcast Network that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.